Last time on 30 and Nerdy. If you haven't seen the trailer for Matt Reeves the Batman, what are you waiting for? So, I mean, why have we gone this long and not had Nirvana in Batman? I mean, that's part of what makes the trailer so amazing. I mean, they're broody, he's broody, where have they been? I've been very outspoken about Pattinson as as Batman, but after this trailer, I, I truly, I feel good. I feel really good, and, and you should too. Salutation, Nerd World Order. Welcome to another week of 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Welcome back. I am your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack, and I am beyond excited to continue the DC discussion. Now, I'm going to take this evening to discuss a topic I believe needs to be discussed. Then I will continue this week with the DC Fandemonium event, but I wanted to sideline the Fandemonium event. I will continue it this week. Do not worry. However, tonight, I wanted to end August with with a topic that I thoroughly enjoy talking about, a topic that I believe is not discussed enough, a topic that deserves all the, the panache, all the pizzazz, that it brings. Of course, I'm talking about the DC villains. Now, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's an amazing documentary out called Necessary Evil, The Supervillains of DC. I highly recommend this documentary, especially if you're a DC person like myself. I have seen it probably six times now. I can almost quote part of it. I want to discuss that tonight, and I want to talk about the DC villains as a whole, not just like naming them. What makes them villain? What what do they embody? What is their story? What is, what is their passion? What is their drive? What is their motive? I want to talk about that tonight. But like I said, later this week, tomorrow night, Wednesday night, Whatever, however amount of time it still takes me to break down DC Fandom, I will continue to do so. So there will be some more DC Fandomonium episodes this week. But I wanted to, to knock out August. I wanted to end August with a very passionate topic of mine, the DC villains. So there is a lot to unpack. There's a lot to talk about. So why don't we go ahead and get this started? DJ Mike Howie, take us to the show. It's time to get... Nerdy. It's the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your host, Tyler Mack. <laughs> Brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Encore Theatrical Company, Freddy Cat Productions, and Ashley Lodge Photography. 30 and Nerdy is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and a Badcast Company production. 
Join the Nerd World Order by following the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join the conversation by using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. Find the show in the Pod Nation at podchaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Email the show at 30andNerdyPod at gmail.com. Cheers to you, nerds. Now get ready to nerd out with your host, the sweet tea of the nerdy south, your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I am your host with the most and leader of the nerd world order, your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. Welcome back. Uh, last time, we had some fantastic discussions. I, I, I broke down so many things that came out of the DC fandom, uh, info on Zack Snyder's Justice League, talked a little bit about the Batman, Aquaman, the Flash, but there's so much more. So after tonight's episode, I'm going to continue those episodes throughout the week, but tonight I wanted to end August, like I said, with a passion passion project. A topic I'm very passionate about. So, follow along the conversation. Social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We are now on Twitch. So, that will be getting up and going soon. We'll be live streaming some episodes on Twitch. uh, But I want to get that established first. Follow along with the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. 30andNerdyPod. If you have specific things to these episodes... Throw in a DC after the 30 and Nerdy Pod that will let me know that you want to discuss the DC topics that we have been discussing over the past few days. Had a great weekend. I gotta tell you, I went down to Atlanta, the Nerdy South, the heart of the Nerdy South. Went down there, spent some time with the Rev. You know the Rev. You love the Rev. We didn't rant, though. That's the thing, is we started a brand new side hustle. Some bonus episodes called 30 and Nerdy Present, The Road So Far. Now those will be coming out from time to time, and what we are doing is we are reaching out for Supernatural fans. We're both huge fans of the show, so what we're doing is two by two, every two episodes. So by twos, we started at the pilot, and we're going all the way through the road so far. So out right now are the first two episodes, Pilot and Wendigo. That is on the 30 and Nerdy podcast. That is just an extension of 30 and Nerdy podcast. It's not a separate podcast. It's not a separate website or what have you. It's just a side hustle, something that we enjoy talking about, something that we can talk hours about, Supernatural. So that's what we did. We broke down and discussed the first two episodes of the first season of Supernatural, and we're going to keep going with that by two episodes. Now, if we get a little excited we may throw in three or four episode breakdowns but this is one episode culminating uh the two first episodes trying not to confuse you here so let's just make this simple it's an extension show called the road so far it's me and the rev doing what we love to do talking supernatural that's all you need to know to tune in It's on this platform. It's on the 30 and Nerdy podcast. It's not anything separate. So please, tune in. Talk with us. Watch with us. Follow along as we go. I forgot how great 
Supernatural was starting from day one. Yes, it was a little gritty, a little cheap looking, but, you know, budgetary stuff. I forgot how good those first two episodes were and how gripping it was. So follow along as the boys, Rev and Mac, take you down the road so far. Email me. Email us, 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Find us on podchaser.com. Look for the playlists, Pod Nation and the Apocalypse. We are there with a host, no pun intended, of amazing podcasts in those two playlists. Pod Nation, the Apocalypse, groups of amazing independent podcasters. I, I, I implore you. Check out these playlists at podchaser.com. Give some of them a follow. Listen to them. Pick one a day. Listen. If you like what you hear, shoot them that five-star rating. Tell them 30 and Nerdy sent you. All right? One of those podcasts in these groups have become a huge part of this show. Without this podcast, this fellow podcast, 30 and Nerdy is not what it is today. And I am, of course, talking about our dear friends at ODP. H, the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points, our companion blog section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. You have heard me say multiple times on this show that the ODPH has helped yours truly and this this entity that is the 30 and Nerdy Podcast so much, I highly recommend that show. I listen to both shows that they do religiously, week in and week out. Ken M, Padawan J, Coach Duffy, huge shout out to you all. Thank you so much for everything you all have done to make 30 and Nerdy Podcast what it is today. I want to take this time to talk about something. Barry Nerdington isn't coming in for news. There is no nerd word. No random on random. I want to, before I get into the rest of the show, I want to discuss uh, something that recently occurred. The death of uh, our King T'Challa, Chadwick Bosman, the Black Panther, as many of us know. And if you followed him, aside from Black Panther, he was a phenomenal Jackie Robinson. And uh, is, is, is a performer that a lot of the modern era can't even hold a, a, a candle to. The way that he pursued his passion for acting and the fact that a very, very, very small percentage of people knew he was even battling cancer in the years he was giving us King T'Challa, the Black Panther. is a testament to who he was as a person and a performer and an artist. 
Chadwick lost a battle to cancer. And we lost a phenomenal actor. There there are not enough words that most of us have in our vernacular to be able to sum up what these these performers in our nerd culture, be it comic book movies or what have you, they they become a part of us. Robert Downey Jr. became a part of us when he took on the role of Iron Man. Um, Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Tom Holland as Spider-Man. When they take on these, these characters, whether it be Marvel or DC, they become a part of us for the rest of our life. Because they're embodying something that we loved and grew up with and have a passion about. So when us nerds celebrate the life of those that have gone on that may have been a part of our nerd culture, it, it's it's in no disrespect. We we seriously look at it as we lost a friend. Uh, Chadwick Bossman gave us a performance unlike any other as, as Black Panther. And sadly, uh, in my personal opinion, um, I hate that it, it happened so late. I hate that that representation of what Black Panther stands for in the superhero culture as well as people of color. I hate that it took so long to get to Black Panther. Because maybe would have we would have gotten to to get a little bit more of of him as an actor. Got to see more of him and and, and how he hones his craft. Um I I want to also address the fact that there are tons of people disrespectful to the fact that we lost an amazing actor and human being. King T'Challa did not die in a movie. Chadwick Boseman, the real-life human being, lost a battle to cancer. The disrespect that many still have, maybe it's intentional, maybe it's unintentional. For instance, there is a certain journalism avenue. I'm no, I am not saying their name. I'm not even giving them the time of day of saying their name. Who immediately... Not even 24 hours after the actor's death. <laughs> had the audacity to write an article about replacing the Black Panther. What's next for Marvel? What are they going to do? What's their plans? 
Who can take up the helm? How do they replace him? A human being died. King T'Challa is a fictional character that we fell in love with. Absolutely. But Chadwick Boseman died. Lost a battle that he fought hard to the very end. Someone who has done so much for civil rights in pop culture. For human rights in our, in our country and surrounding continents. His heart was far bigger than any part that he could ever play on a TV screen. And we are being disrespectful to him by wondering what Marvel is going to do next. Who can play King T'Challa now? Who cares? Even the biggest nerds out there will tell you that we don't care about Black Panther right now. We don't care about Marvel. We care that someone we watched, someone that that while fighting a deadly killer in their body continued to give us what we loved literally putting their life on the line for what they love to do and what we love to see Chadwick Boseman the actor died the human died he bled like you and I he talked he had family he had friends he died. Who cares about Black Panther or who's going to play them next? Can he be gone for a day, two days, a week before we put him in the ground and say, all right, who's next? How long is appropriate? I can't tell you. I can tell you how long is appropriate for, for me personally. I can tell you that apparently a huge, huge wave of the nerd culture and outside nerd culture would agree with me in saying that just jumping to who's playing the Black Panther next does not matter to us. Can we mourn first? Can his family mourn? Can his friends mourn? Can we remember what he did, the love he gave, the passion he gave, before we put the suit on someone else, or even think or care about who puts the suit on, or if Black Panther continues, because Black Panther didn't die. A human being did. It's the same with the pandemic the deaths that have happened due to COVID, the deaths that happen every year, just because we saw him on the big screen as a comic book character does not water down the fact that he was a living, breathing, bleeding human being. So why don't we have some compassion and let the world mourn before we even worry about caring 
what comes of Black Panther. A, a heartfelt sadness goes out to the nerd culture and just the world in general right now with his death. I would uh, I would ask that everyone please be um, be compassionate, be considerate of his family, of his his place that he left in this world for us. Celebrate him, mourn him. Uh, uh, in in honor of him, I would like to take uh, just a moment of silence for uh, not just him, but the losses that we as a country and as a world recently have have experienced. From us here at Advertising Expressions, we want you to know that we hope that you and yours have been well amid this pandemic. We have been blessed to have survived ourselves and realize that here in Morristown, it can be hard to keep things rolling in times like these. Therefore, whether you are a business that has closed and are looking to reopen, a business that has crawled through this time fighting for the next breath, or maybe you are a business that has done better in this time, we want to help you. See, our business is to promote yours and we strive to do that by getting your name in front of as many people as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. In response to the COVID-19 pandemic, we are giving you 19% off new quotes that may result in orders of $190 or more. Use the promo code NERDRONA19, that's N-E-R-D, R-O-N-A-1-9. You can find us at 2103 Morningside Drive in Morristown, Tennessee, or contact us at 423-586-3270. Welcome back. Uh, Nerd World Order. Welcome back, nerds and nerdettes. Evil has many faces. The man who laughs, the master of Metropolis, the guardian of fear, the conqueror of worlds. Many faces, but one name, the villain. The villain reflects our fears, frustrations, and innermost demons. In a world where the line of good and evil is so gray, evil is not just absolute. It's necessary. One could argue that the villain is more desired and needed than the hero. For without the villain, what is the story? Without conflict. After all, it is the villain who catapults the hero into action. If you look at the definition of protagonist, it is the the one who sets the plan in motion, sets the story in motion. The villain is the one with the plan. The villain is the one with the motive and set that he sets into action. 
The hero is merely a reaction to the motive and plan. So in the world of comics, who is truly the protagonist? Also, it's through the villain that we truly see our hero. We see their fears, their weaknesses to their core. Without the villain, you have no anvil for the hero to be molded and built on. The stronger the villain, the stronger the hero. This rings true, and possibly the truest, in the DC universe. DC has the richest villains in comic book history. Change my mind. Take the reverse Flash. He experienced something so tragic that he hoped the Flash could fix it for him. He had witnessed the Flash change things with time travel in the past. Why not for him? This propels reverse Flash into the mentality that he needs to make Flash a better hero. If you won't do it for me, maybe you'll do it for your loved ones. Take the Riddler. He embodies the one truest challenge for Batman. His brain. He attacks Batman in a way that no one else does. He challenged the roots of Batman's detective factor. He does so to almost challenge the actual superpower of Batman himself. Yes, he is a man, but Batman's superpower is he is the greatest detective of all time. The skill, the money, is not what makes Batman the superhero we know and love. It's his wit, his cunning, his Sherlock Holmes-esque detective ability. To solve anything brought his way, that is what the Riddler attacks. The relationship between the hero and the villain is far more of right versus wrong. Together they form a dynamic that is interdependent on one another. With no hero, there's no villain. With no villain, there's no hero. Take the death in the family story. Joker says that he truly loves Batman, and he feels that they love each other and actually need each other. He actually thinks that if he takes the Bat family out, that the Bat family is what makes Batman a weaker adversary. Love, compassion. He is going to fix that and make him the best that he can be. So what came first? The villain or the hero? If the hero didn't exist in, its, in all his or her glory, would these supervillains come out of the darkness to challenge that glory? If the villains didn't exist, would the hero have to step up to a point that it takes to take them down? Riddle me that. Which came first? The hero or the villain? Maybe it's a question that we can't answer. Maybe it's an elusive, as elusive as why we need these heroes and villains in our lives anyway. As long as we have these heroes, we will have these villains. And of course, the other way around. But what makes the villain so captivating? What keeps the fans so entranced by the supervillains of the DC Universe? What makes us applaud the ones that we also want to see beaten in the end? One would like to think that everyone relates with the hero, but humans have that old, old story of temptation coursing through their veins. Some may associate themselves with Superman, but one may also covet the intellect of Lex Luthor, or the immortality of Vandal Savage. Most of the villains seem to be having the time of their lives, also. 
the heroes are the ones that are broody most of the time. The villains can be whimsical and funny. I mean, look at Harley Quinn, Lara Fleas, and Green Lantern. They're fun. However, the villain almost makes us look at the mirror. In some ways, they reflect or our fears and our loss. They represent uh, everything that we may hate, fear, and question about ourselves. Maybe that's why we love them. Maybe because that's make, they make us question our own inner demons. And maybe they make us want to rid ourselves of them. All of us face that adversity that we think we cannot overcome. I have always said that there is this line that humanity walks. For me, I call it the line between being Batman or becoming the Joker. For you, it may be between Sinestro and Green Lantern. There's that adage from the Dark Knight, you either, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. We love the villains, but we need the heroes to beat them because it almost tells us that we can do the same. But what about the traits of villainy? Every myth has a creation. Like the heroes, every villain has an origin. But what makes the bad guy a bad guy? They have to have layers. They have to be weird but interesting. They have their own story, their own path. You have to give them certain idiosyncrasies that keep them interesting at different levels. Take Batman. The rogues gallery that Batman has may make this hero and his stories the best. Like the animated series. With these episodes in this series, we're given so many amazing villains and their individual stories and origins. I, I, would, I would argue to say that Without these villains, Batman is not the legend that he is. Heroes have one motive. Save the day. But what makes the villain so memorable? Is it his or her drive? Why are they doing this? It's not just to rob a bank normally. It's not just to be the best bad guy. To take home a trophy. Like Mr. Freeze. His goal is to cure his wife of this illness. His mission is to do anything and everything to bring her back to life, to save her. You're not his enemy unless you are in his way. He even says that to the Batman. This is my sole mission, detective, and you can either stand in my way or stand aside. I will not see you as an enemy until you get in my way. But then there's the Joker. No motive. That might be what makes him the scariest of all. He's like a dog chasing a car. He is chaos. He doesn't have plans. He just does things. He relishes in being the chaos for Batman. Lex Luthor was like the pinnacle of what a human being could and wants to be. Money, power, intelligence. Then Superman comes along. Suddenly here is someone that has almost destroyed Luthor's ego. His goal then has become to be better than Superman. Then you have the Penguin. He craves almost the same things as Lex. Power, money, the, the, the name. Being the top guy. 
However, his big phrase is, what's the need in committing a crime if no one knows it was you that did it? Then back to the Riddler. He leaves clues for Batman, riddles to challenge him. It's almost like they want to be caught sometimes. It's almost like their faces being put to the crime is what they long for more than the crime itself. Now let's put a little bit of this evil into perspective. The journey to evil has has many avenues. Were they born bad? Were they created? Is there real evil or is the life that one can... is, Is it something you can be pushed to? Joaquin Phoenix's Joker kind of answers that. A depressed social loner on the wrong day becomes a villain. Harvey Dent, Mr. Freeze, Sinestro, Man Bat. Man Bat loves Batman. He was a scientist who idolized him, who wanted to help him. He wants to be like him. Yet, villain. General Zod is a magnificent villain. Scarecrow is another one that is a fantastic tale to break down. Fear and being bullied in his life created the Scarecrow. So you have to think, if the bullying, if 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 what happened to Crane didn't happen, does does Crane go on to be the Scarecrow, or does Crane maybe grow up to help the Gotham PD as a therapist or or a doctor of some sort? Consider this: the function of the hero is merely perspective. Everyone is a hero in their own story. The villains have an affirmative, absolute, certain idea that drives them. Are humans the villains of ants? It's perspective. Lex Luthor does not perceive himself as a bad person. He sees himself as the image of order. Superman is an alien, and we shouldn't trust him. A tycoon who is actually looking out for fellow human beings. Sometimes villains are justified. Maybe there is a line we should be aware of. Villains can be justified. Heroes can be dark. Batman has that struggle of trying not to be too dark and cross that line every time. But Lex is justified in wanting what is best for humankind, is he not? Deathstroke, Lobo, Deadshot, these villains can actually be considered morally ambiguous. They have a mission and a code that they follow. Amanda Waller is viewed as a bad guy, but what she is doing is making tough decisions. She has a very clear moral line that doesn't shift. Just because villains commit crimes, they do have somewhat of a code. You can't generalize all villains into bad guys and truly bad guys. Sinestro believes in the Green Lantern Corps so much that he was willing to become a villain to prove it. The rogues like Captain Cold and Boomerang, they don't want to kill the Flash. He's just in their way. What makes villains so interesting is this code. For instance, Joker doesn't want to truly kill Batman. If Batman was dead, the fun would be over. The best villains are the counterpart to the hero. That divergent path taken. A great villain should have some some sort of qualities that the heroes have. Polar opposites, but mirror images. Flash and Reverse Flash. Superman and Zod. Batman and Penguin. Black Adam and Shazam. The best way to see this alternate road is the multiverse. What if the Justice League went evil? 
you have the crime syndicate. The best supervillains resonate in the story how they have affected the hero's story. How personal it becomes is what sells it. Talia al Ghul and Bruce Wayne, Star Sapphire and Hal Jordan, even Hal and Sinestro, they're best friends. They were best friends. And even, even in an issue where Sinestro is trying to kill everyone, Hal says, I'm trying to save you from crossing that line. And and even when they finds out Sinestro has crossed that line, he even asked Sinestro, "Were we ever friends?" And Sinestro says, "How we we've, we've always been friends, and we always will be." How is for fighting for Sinestro not to kill? He wants to save Sinestro from crossing that line. Sinestro and How are friends. So, what justifies villain? It's not enough for the villains to offer a challenge, though. The villain has to be... The villain actually has to bring this thought that possibly, just maybe, good won't win. You see this anytime Zod takes on Superman or when Darkseid appears. Zod has the same abilities. Mongol. Mongol can go toe-to-toe physically. He's bigger than Superman. Brainiac. These villains often bring that thought whenever they show up. Can Superman do it? The outcome is in question. Batman and Hush. Look at it like this. The hero has to win every time. The villain only has to win once. The villain's relentlessness is almost above and beyond the greatest power that they have. Sometimes they succeed. Black Manta kills Aquaman's baby. Joker kills Jason Todd. Doomsday kills... Superman. Bane breaks the Batman. After those individual moments, the villains won. The effects were lasting. More lasting than most victories that the heroes have had. More to come. When Lord Photography returns. is the place to go if you want an original, fun, and creative photo shoot. A true variety junkie, Ashley's main focus is bringing out all the personalities and vibrant colors that make your life unique. Specializing in commercial and dance photography, Ashley Lodge has 15 years of professional experience and is available for any type of photo shoot. Weddings, headshots, seniors and newborns. Ashley has the passion and creativity to offer clients a truly one-of-a-kind experience. Clients enjoy photo shoots in a professional commercial studio located in downtown Morristown, Tennessee, as well as anywhere else on planet Earth. Seriously, Earth is pretty huge, so dream big. Ashley is ready to leap into any amazing art that you, your family, your company or dance studio is inspired to create. If you mention 30 and 30 podcasts, you will receive 20% off. Check out www.ashleylodgephotography.com to get inspired and book your next photo shoot. Meanwhile, back at 30 and Nerdy, there are thousands of villains in the DC Universe. It gives such an amazing spectrum of villainy for DC fans. It opens a wide array of types of villains from, from A-list to E-list. From names like Joker and Lex Luthor to names like Kite Man and Calendar Man. There are many different types of villains. There's the monster, 
Solomon Grundy, Croc, Manbat. The mad scientists like Dr. Zavanna, Ultra Humanite, even Lex Luthor. The Conqueror like Zod, Darkseid, Starro. The criminal mastermind, Penguin, Black Mask, Falcone. The Femme Fatale, Star Sapphire, Talia al Ghul, Cheetah. It's no surprise that the very best heroes in comic book history are ones that battle the most outlandish villains. When thinking about this, one has to say Batman has the greatest rogues gallery in comic book history, right? Joker, Bane, Two-Face, Penguin, Poison Ivy, the list goes on and on. Batman's villains are truly what make him legendary. What makes Batman a legend of DC Comics is his villains. The next best rogues gallery is probably The Flash. But then as you move on, you see a much smaller group, like with Wonder Woman and Superman, and, and even Green Arrow. The, the rogues, the Legion of Doom, the Injustice League, the Crime Syndicate, just as the heroes have teamed up to battle Great Darkness, the villains have done the exact same. Supervillain super team-ups are a different animal. There's great excitement as well as great potential for disappointment. The wild thing about this moment is that to overcome the villain, most heroes... All they usually have to do is just turn one villain against the other. For instance, Joker and Two-Face, they team up. All you really have to do is make them turn on another, like Sleuther and the Riddler. The fun thing about the rogues is they're like, like the Flash's rogues gallery. The, the fun thing about them, the wild thing about them really is they're like the guys who don't want to kill. They don't. They just want to pull their heist, get their money, and then you see them having a beer together at the bar. They're like the blue-collar supervillains. Take the Suicide Squad, too. They're probably the most popular team of villains in the modern era. What makes them so popular is that they're, they're villains, doing good things but under the figure of the government. And they're probably the most realistic element of today's comics, the government controlling villains to do quote-unquote good. The fun aspect, though, is that they are bad guys. Usually things go wrong because of that. They don't mind turning on one another, especially if they're able to dismantle the bombs in their necks. However... What's interesting about them is that they don't care about the mission per se. They're just trying to survive. Seeing that element play out, doing anything to survive, even being heroes, is what I think makes them more gripping than the Legion of Doom or the Crime Syndicate. A fine line exists between hero and villain. Sometimes the line is crossed. The hero becomes the villain. However, is redemption possible? It's a powerful tale to see. For instance, Maxwell Lord killing Blue Beetle is a huge example. Jason Todd becoming the Red Hood. Injustice may be the biggest arc of this. I mean, Superman became this totalitarian leader, kills the Joker, takes over as a villainous hero so to speak. There's also the story of Hal Jordan becoming Parallax. All he wanted to do was bring back his loved ones. This causes him to kill the Guardians and give in to the evil. Now, 
Eventually he does become Spectre and gain his way back to good, but when he crossed that line, it changed everything. It's basic nature. It's human nature. A hero becoming a villain. Then, of course, that story arc of returning and redeeming themselves is just as big a story as heroes versus villains. Green Arrow executing Prometheus. I mean, this caused a mental breakdown, and get, but it also gave us like a year and a half of phenomenal Green Arrow stories in the comics. Heroes becoming villains can be just as intense as most of what villains actually do because they're villains. Villains are expected to do bad, but Ollie executing someone, even if they were a villain, is way worse. It stays with you. After we've experienced this, this, this evil, this, this crossing the line, I mean, it, it begins to make you think, can they be redeemed? Can the villain that they have become be forgiven? It's a tough story to tell, but it's an amazing story to witness. Black Adam. It's a fantastic example. A hero granted power by the wizard Shazam turns hero. But after tragic things happen to him, after he loses loved one, he becomes almost this dark avenger of justice. What he sees as justice. He believes in doing the right thing. He has a code, but is so drastic and horrible in his actions of getting that code done, getting that justice delivered... It's possible, yes, to lose the luster of a villain when they become a hero, but if done right, it can be a heck of a story. Black Adam is such a complex, multi-dimensional character and possibly one of the few that you can do this with back and forth. Um, I mean, being a WWE fan, being a wrestling fan, AEW, what have you, you see this back and forth constantly with those characters. As a matter of fact, you're expected to see this flip-flop face and heel so many times, especially in superstars like The Big Show. That man has flip-flopped heel and face more than anyone in the industry. Even Randy Orton, who came up as this brash, cocky, legend-killing heel, has had many face turns. Hulk Hogan even went heel. But they always come back to face. That's different. That's a different industry than comics. You, they weren't created for us as just a bad guy. But it does deliver that same feeling, that redemption arc. Or if a hero goes bad, they also deliver that same story. Now, as society evolved, so did the villains. 2011 DC rebooted and what they call soft reset the universe with the new 52. One of the primary things they focused on was the villain. The villains, like society and fear, became personal, unpredictable, scary. Instead of good versus evil, it became order versus chaos. We even saw new villains to push these characters that we know. Something new to cause you to see something old in a different, a different light. The Court of Owls, for instance. A group that showed Batman he truly doesn't know Gotham like he did, thought he did, especially Gotham's past. The First Lantern, a metaphor for pent-up hate, sadness, aggression, and shame, finally came to the front. We were given this villain, the First Lantern, 
kills the, the, the Guardians. Something new. But you have to do that. You have to, you have to bring in new things. You can't just keep delivering the same heroes without something new on the other side. Which is what the New 52 did. It brought us not just new villains, but a new iteration of the same villains we've seen. Which then opened our eyes to see the heroes in a different light. The worlds that have opened for these multi-layered villains since the reboot is vast. Black Mask, Hugo Strange, Black Adam, Bizarro, Cheetah. The Forever Evil movement changed everything. If you haven't read that, it's all the heroes are dead, but the villains remain. The roles of the villains were played with a bit, and and it opens fans' eyes to respect. It almost made us respect the villains more, which caused us to respect the fact that we have the heroes to face these villains. I mean, I can sit here and tell you that you should respect the villains of DC Comics all the live long day till I'm blue in the face. But I hope that some of the things I have said help in delivering that message. I mean, they eradicate cis cities. They destroy. They kill. All while fighting the war with the hero. They balance things almost better than the heroes themselves. The villains of DC make the heroes. So ask yourself this. Is the evil, the supervillain, a bad thing? Or is it actually necessary? Need a commercial? How about a professional video for your upcoming event or production? Let the coolest cats in town take care of you. The professionals of Freddy Cat Productions have the knowledge, ability, and experience to serve all your visual marketing needs. They offer feature films, documentaries, corporate videos, commercials, music videos, and weddings. You can reach Freddy Cat Productions at 423-231-2839 or at freddycatproductions.com. Welcome back. I just want to take the time to uh, thank you for tuning in. I have absolutely enjoyed uh, talking about the DC villains, the necessary evil that makes our nerd world phenomenal. I also want to give out a special thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. Um, especially during the pandemic, you have decided to continue to support the show, and I am very thankful. I want to bring back Podchaser again. Go to podchaser.com. Type in the play, look in the search bar, type in these two playlists, Pod Nation and The Apocalypse. And that's T-H-E-A-B, or sorry, T-H-E-A-P-O-D-A-L-Y-P-S-E. One word, The Apocalypse. Look up those two playlists, Pod Nation and The Apocalypse. Not just 30 and Nerdy Podcasts, but in those two playlists, there is a slew of amazing independent podcasters. With this, with with amazing passion and 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 entertainment, 
and intellect. I, I listen to all of them when I can. Please take the time to to look at some of these and listen to them. If you like what you hear, subscribe. Send her a rating of five stars that they very well deserve. And tell them 30 and Nerdy sent you. I also want to send out a huge shout-out to the other groups we're a part of, the Alternate Reality Radio and the Legion of Independent Podcasts. Thank you for all that you do, continuing to share episodes and retweet and all that stuff. Um, I love keeping up with what everyone is doing in these groups. Uh, They're working hard. Uh, Some of them have been hit by the pandemic, uh, but they still continue to give out podcast content and Thank you for that. Thank you to continue what you do. I hope that you'll take the time to give this a rating, whether it's on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you're listening, wherever you cast your pod. Um, and and while you're giving a rating, let me know something you want to hear. What what I have a slew, uh, a, a lot on this list that I have of what I want to talk about. But I also want to talk about what you want to talk about. Maybe it'll open me up to a new world. So, if you want to hear other things than what I'm talking about, I will eventually get off of this DC train, but I'm having so much fun. I, I want to talk about as much DC and as much in as little time as possible that I'm just going to continue to do it. But if there's something specific you want to hear in, in nerd culture, please let me know. Um, next time, uh, tomorrow, actually. Or, you know, after this, whenever you're listening to it, there will be more breakdown of DC Fandom. There's a few more things I'd like to discuss that happened at the event. Um, so there will be more DC Fandomonium coming your way. And September's already gearing up to be an awesome month at the podcast. I got a lot of exciting things I want to talk about. One of my favorite Marvel characters, my favorite of all time Marvel characters, is about to celebrate a birthday. So I'm definitely going to be talking about that bub so send in your thoughts send in your questions about anything that we've discussed um i've enjoyed this i hope that you have a fantastic day evening night whenever you're listening to this uh thank you all for tuning in uh that is it for me nerds and nerdettes uh if you want to give me a shout you know where to find me uh stay kind Be considerate of your fellow neighbor no matter what walk of life they come from. Um, Stay sanitized. Mask up. DC up. And uh, just enjoy your day. DJ Mike Cowie, take us home. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. Brought to you by Ashley Lodge Photography. Freddy Cat Productions, Encore Theatrical Company, and Advertising Expressions. 30 and Nerdy is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and a Badcast Company production. Join the Nerd World Order by following the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and follow along with the conversation using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. Find us in the Pod Nation at podchaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Email us at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, cheers to you, nerds. That's all, folks.